Truth is, I am Iron Man. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor! Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home. Avengers! Assemble. Oh, chills. Literal chills. Welcome, fans, to United We Fan, the podcast. Uniting with me is my co-host, the most excellent, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, everyone. We hope you all enjoyed last week's episode, where we spotlighted some of our favorite comedy TV characters. It was a hoot for us and made me want to binge some shows. On this week's episode, we are discussing some of our favorites from the world of Dr. Seuss. But first... Thank you, CKCC Radio, for hosting the show. And with that, we have some great news for you all. Brian and I just found out that our show has the honor of being the most streamed show on CKCC Radio. We can't thank you all enough for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please spread your support and curiosity to the rest of the CKCC Radio family, which currently consists of 10 shows, and they are growing. They have podcasts ranging from wrestling talk shows, episode reviews of The Simpsons, Disney animated movie rankings, motivational moves, music res- retrospectives, ooh, big word, real paranormal talk, and all things racing nerd, binge cast for binging shows, and many other podcasts. Brian, have you checked any of them out recently? Yeah, this past week, uh, Jeff on Ranking Tracks, he did, he talked about my absolute favorite album of all times, and that's Garth Brooks' uh, album, No Fences. It was a really fun listen to to catch. Yeah, I got to check that one out. I, I will admit, um, Friends in Low Places from Garth Brooks is a karaoke favorite of mine. But yeah, you can check out that one and all of us on Apple, Spotify, Podbeam, and most other podcast locations. Fear not, iHeartRadio fans. We are coming soon, so stay tuned. Fan thank yous. Shout out to Shannon O. We recently heard that we are one of the few podcasts that you listen to, so thank you for choosing us. We appreciate you. In Mark and Brian's world news, we have some Funko news. Uh, Brian, I heard and saw you sent me a cute picture, your recent Funko purchase. You want to tell everyone what you got? Yeah, I purchased this one a, a little while ago, uh, but it finally showed up this past weekend, and it is the supersized 10-inch version of the child from The Mandalorian, most commonly known as Baby Yoda. He is basically <laughs> a life-size life-size Funko of Baby Yoda. His ears have a wingspan about as wide as as is natural for, for Baby Yoda. It is the best Funko I currently own. I love it. And in my world, I luckily was able to find the Hawkeye edition to the Avengers Assemble Funko collection. So last week I mentioned I did order Thor and then finally was able to find Hawkeye. So the Avengers are almost assembled and ready to go. I'm excited for that. Brian, I also heard that there was a disturbance in the force with you recently. Yeah, this past weekend was... My daughter, Ray, uh, her birthday is actually today, the day we're recording this. Uh, so she's three today. So happy birthday to Ray. Uh, but this past weekend, one of my coworkers, uh, who's a member of the 501st Legion, which is a, a costuming 
group of Star Wars uh, dark side characters specifically was able to come and socially distance with us in his uh, complete Darth Vader costume. Uh, and my three-year-old daughter is obsessed with Darth Vader. She showed him her bedroom. She showed him her presence. She curtsied to him. It was it was the funnest birthday party I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, well, happy birthday, Ray! And God, I'm I'm kind of jealous of her birthday. It sounds like a great time. And then also in recent news, Bill and Ted face the music. The preview trailer just came out. No way. I will admit I was already excited, but that preview has me even more excited. I am a fan of the first two films as well as the sad to say RIP Bill and Ted show that used to be at Halloween Horror Night. So I'm ready to party on, friends, when that one comes out. I can't say that I was see expecting what we quite saw in that trailer, which is a good thing. I I'm I'm far more excited about that movie now. Um, after seeing the trailer, I got to rewatch the the others first. So, yeah, it's a fun double feature to do for sure. Let's see, our local. Now we're going to check out our local Facebook polls. I don't have any poll updates for you. I'm currently working on one on Facebook that deals with favorite Disney and Pixar villains. So I'll have results for that next week. Brian, though, he did a Mount Rushmore that tied in with today's episode. Asked everyone their top four Dr. Seuss books. My answers were The Lorax is my favorite, followed by The Grinch, Green Eggs, and Ham. Then, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Brian, what ended up on your Mount Rushmore? We had a little less overlap than I thought we were going to have, but I had Green Eggs and Ham and How the Grinch Stole Christmas both on mine. Um, Horton hatches the egg. I really, I really oh, like that one. Yeah, that one is has a lot more life lessons in it, just like Doctor Seuss normally does. Um, yep. And then the Cat in the Hat rounded out my my top four. But of of those four, Green Eggs and Ham is definitely my personal favorite of the of the four. There was a lot of call out for Fox in Socks. A lot of people yeah. like that one too. Walk it in my pocket. That would have been my fifth one if Mount Rushmore had five on it. But those were oh. some of the other ones. So. I I didn't hear any wrong answers with any of those. Great choices. Well, as I mentioned earlier, tied in. So now on to this week's episode. And the reason I'm wearing my cat in the hat Converse shoes, we are discussing the Seussian world of Dr. Seuss. I'm a huge fan of Theodore Geisel's work, more properly known as Dr. Seuss. One of my graduation gifts was Oh, the Places You'll Go, a graduation keepsake edition. And I even have hanging up in my room a artwork of the Lorax that I found at one of the conventions I went to. Be maybe judged a little bit for this, but Dr. Seuss is actually my favorite poet as well. If you're a fan of Dr. Seuss and art, I highly recommend you check out The Art of Dr. Seuss wherever you can. You'll discover really creative and imaginative works of art inspired by Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss doesn't only live in art and books. There was also a Broadway musical titled Seussical the Musical. I saw a very well done local production of the Osceola Arts a couple of years ago. Bravo to all of them involved. For all of you who don't know, the musical is based on several stories from the world of Seuss. The show sadly didn't have a long run and the critics were, for lack of a better word, not too kind to it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and if you're into Broadway shows, I say check out the soundtrack at least. Brian, have you had a chance to get your musical on with this one? 
Uh, Mark, you're worried about being judged that Dr. Seuss is your favorite poet. I'm worried about being judged that Dr. Seuss is my favorite author. <laughs> and oh. those and those everybody that, uh, especially those that are into Broadway, probably knew that this Seussical, the musical, was a thing. This is brand new news to me. I had no idea <laughs> that that. I mean, Seussical to me, it sounds like something that they that they performed on a stage over at Universal Studios or. Or something like that, but I'll I'll definitely have to have to check it out. That's that's pretty interesting. But I did not know that even existed, and I didn't know that favorite author. That's we're just getting some fun facts today. But Brian, you mentioned Universal. Many of us have wished we could play in the world of Dr. Seuss. Luckily, we can over at Seuss Landing at Universal's Islands of Adventure. You have the fun rides: High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Ride, Carousel. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, and the cat in the hat. Personally, cat in the hat and the Seuss trolley are my favorite rides out of those, out of that bunch. Brian, do you have a favorite? Yeah, honestly, my favorite of the attractions over there is the one fish, two fish, uh, because it's it's basically, if you've never been there, it's the Dumbo ride, <laughs> and it's mixed with it's mixed with water spraying at you, and if you listen to the words, you can avoid getting soaked and of course my kids like to go the other direction and get as wet as possible um the cat in the hat ride and the trolley ride they frustrate me to the point just because they have really high height height requirements for what the attractions are so i think the people that would enjoy them the most uh like my youngest daughter can't even go on it because she's just not tall enough for it the thrill factor is just not quite there uh, but it's that Seuss landing there in general. You really step into the pages of a Dr. Seuss book. It's really cool. The candy shops and all that kind of stuff. It just looks right out of a Dr. Seuss book, which looks nothing like anything else people really ever get to see in their daily lives. Yeah, my uh, nieces also love to get their uncle wet on the fish ride. So I, I feel you on that one. Luckily, Universal, they didn't stop at rides. They have some cute shows there for the kids, like a story time, as well as my favorite holiday shoe, the shoe, jeez, my favorite holiday show, The Grinchmas Show, based on the Jim Carrey film. I love it so much. Was even I even have the honor of working it one year, so that was a great time for me. Brian, have you had a chance to check out The Grinchmas Show? I have seen Grinchmas. Uh, it's a really good production, especially for a uh quote-unquote low-budget production for what they're doing in a theme park. But it, I really enjoyed it. But the Grinch character meet-and-greet that they do there in Seuss Landing at, at Christmas time, it is the oh. funnest It is the funnest character meet-and-greet out there because he's just so interactive and and he's not afraid to make fun of you, but it, you just can't <laughs> take it too personally. So I, I totally agree there. He's usually over in the bookshop, and if you wanted to meet the Grinch, you're going to get a very interactive experience. Max is there, too. And I love Max. Love Max. If anything, go for the dog. So I am a foodie. Fun fact for everyone. I love food whenever I go on trips. I I can't wait to sample foods. Universal has their own Seuss-themed restaurants and food samplings. Over there, you have the green egg and ham tots. It's a favorite of mine. So good every time. They also have the who hash that even comes in a cute little who can. So if you're looking for a fun little souvenir as well as yummy food, recommend that. You can also eat at Circus McGurkis Cafe Stupendous. There's also a shop there for all you candy, cotton candy fans or candy floss, wherever you're from. 
They have a build-your-own cotton candy where you can choose flavors and toppings. And I will admit, it will be bigger than you expect. So bring your sweet tooth. So good, so good, all of it. Brian, hopefully I didn't make you too hungry. And for all you fans out there listening, no, Universal didn't pay me to say all that stuff. I'm just a huge fan of it all, and it deserved the praise and shout-out. Yeah, you talk about being a foodie, Mark. I often get made fun of for uh, eating like a five-year-old, and I am (laughs) proud of it. Uh, But who knew that toppings on cotton candy was even a thing? Uh, But that is – I'm a fan of that that particular – and the the green eggs and ham tots. I I love those too, so – Everything. Yeah. The Universal actually introduced me to putting toppings on cotton candy. So thanks a lot, Universal, for opening my eyes and my stomach. (laughs) We touched earlier on our Mount Rushmore of Dr. Seuss. So I think that's a pretty good place to start. Brian and I are going to discuss our favorite books. And Brian, you mentioned Green Eggs and Ham is your favorite book. Why is that? Yeah, I talk about Dr. Seuss being my favorite author. I do say some of that in jest. I am a little bit more uh, well-read than it sounds like when I say that. But I just, I love the lessons. I love the rhymes. I love the fact that you can make up words uh, just to fit whatever you need. I just love everything <laughs> that Dr. Seuss stands for. Green Eggs and Ham is is my favorite one. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I would just say that's probably his most popular book. The reason I love it, the most, though, is I, with all three of my kids and uh, the fourth one coming later this year, I know that I will do the same thing with, with that kid that I sit down with them and I can bond with them over that. They The words are easy enough that they can finish, even if they don't have a big vocabulary, they can finish the rhymes. They know what word comes next. They can kind of memorize it. It's just a really fun thing to, to bond with your kids over. And it's a good way to teach them, hey, just because the food looks weird doesn't mean that uh, that you can't eat it. And that's probably some advice I need to take myself, honestly. So, But the yeah. Green Eggs and Ham, they've it's kind of made a, a bit of a comeback lately because Netflix uh, just released a 13-part uh, series. And I know it's coming back for a season two as well. And I know what you're thinking. How do you make 13 animated <laughs> episodes on on a book that takes six minutes to read? But... It has been a pretty popular show on Netflix. It, I need to give it another look, uh, to be honest. It came out uh, just the weekend before Disney Plus launched. So The Mandalorian and everything Disney Plus kind of took my attention when it first came out. And I haven't really gotten back to it. But the cast that it, that it has of Michael Douglas and Adam Devine and Eddie Izzard and Keegan-Michael Key is the narrator. And Jeffrey Wright, Diane Keaton. It's just, it's a big money production that Netflix poured into with the animators over at warner brothers um they spent like six and a half million an episode on this show so it's quite the investment for for netflix but it it's been pretty popular and they always come back to the the basis of sam i am trying to to get guy i am is how they or guy am i i think is his name in the show <laughs> they finally give that guy yep. a name but but they yeah. uh, the central focus is getting him to try green eggs and ham around all the other different adventures that are that are going on, but it's a, it's a show that I know has been really well received. And I think I just need to give it another look. Yeah, I, I will admit I, when I heard about the Netflix show, I was excited. I couldn't wait to watch it. It came up there and the intro, the intro I dug, it caught me off guard and I gave it two episodes and it just was not grabbing me. I, I felt 
really disappointed by that. I had to keep coming back to it, coming back to it. I couldn't marathon it. I definitely love Michael Douglas as Guy Am I. I, I think that was perfect casting. Uh, I'll, I'll give the second season an open mind. But, yeah, I, I will admit, I as a Seuss fan, I was kind of disappointed. I did love the animation style. I'm glad they went very old school with that. So I yeah, love that, that approach. Frame by frame animation style. We don't see a lot of that anymore. No. So give it a shot. You know, I may revisit it down the road. As for the book, as a kid, Green Eggs and Ham was actually my favorite book. And I, I remember the first time I heard the fun fact where Dr. Seuss's publisher made him a bet that he couldn't write a kid's book in 50 words or less. And so he wrote Dr. Or Green Eggs and Ham, and he won the bet. He wrote it in 50 words or less. So that's always an interesting fact. I can remember my dad and my mom reading me Green Eggs and Ham all the time. Definitely a classic, definitely a favorite. The simplicity in it is just so good. There's not a lot going on, and yet there is so much going on. And when you go back and read it, you realize there are so many layers to that book. So it's just something, uh, me as an amateur writer, it's just something to study and appreciate. So I definitely have a good appreciation for that. That's something I'm curious about what they do with this Netflix show is from the stuff that I have seen, they're clear. They're clearly building a world of, of all these different characters and they, they steer into the fantastical, just outrageous world of Dr. Seuss, the different colors and, and technologies and all that kind of stuff. I'm really curious where they're going to take it with that, or if they're going to take it into another, into another show. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Who knows? Maybe I just need to give it another try and down the road with a fresh mind. My favorite book, as I mentioned earlier, when we're talking about my Mount Rushmore is the Lorax. I have the earth day edition. I love the Lorax. It really didn't become my favorite until uh, I was reading a copy of it. I just saw it. and I was like, you know what? I want to read the Lorax. It's been a while. And I just fell in love with it all over again. I love the quote from it. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. I just hugging the trees, loving the trees wanting to protect the environment. I love every message about it. You know, it doesn't come off forced or preachy or anything like that. The Lorax character just wants to talk to you and show you why you should appreciate nature more and understand it more. They made the animated movie. I I think out of the animated movies, it's probably my favorite. Not my favorite Dr. Seuss movie. We'll get to that later. But it is my favorite animated movie. Um, Danny DeVito as the Lorax, perfect casting. So if you haven't read the Lorax, give it a check out, especially on Earth Day. That way you're in the mood of loving nature. Read it. Check it out. I'm, I'm the Lorax, guardian of the forest. I speak for the trees. Yeah, that movie had quite the uh, quite the cast, and it was a, it was a big buildup. But I, I just think that's why I'm it's hard to it's hard to base these movies off of off of such short short books all all things considered look at the most recent animated uh how the grinch stole christmas the grinch they they put everything every single talent they could into that movie and it just it just didn't 
just didn't work. And I don't think that was just me. I, I think it didn't work for a whole lot of people. Um, and uh, it's, it's hard. And the Lorax did as good as they could do. Like you said, of the animated Dr. Seuss movies, it's probably the best one. The newest animated Grinch movie is, I, I'm going to say is my least favorite of the animated Dr. Seuss movies. I, nothing against Benedict Cumberbatch, uh as the grinch i actually enjoyed his casting but the movie i feel like just forced so much and missed the mark so the animated grinch movie the newest one is my least favorite keenan thompson showing up every so often i did enjoy his character in that movie hey who taught mabel how to use the doorbell man that's awesome keenan thomas hilarious guy i i had no problem with that i think just Overall, too many things. It tried to be very hip, but it forced trying to be hip. I I just, meh, didn't feel it. Yeah. But anyways, check out the Lorax. Highly recommend it. Like I said, on Earth Day, if you're like, man, I want to do something Earth Day, there's an Earth Day edition of the Lorax made from recyclable material. And it's just a great thing. The Trumpula trees, talking about the environment and just caring more and showing the human impact on it in a non, like I said, non-forced preachy way in a good understanding way. So I love that one. Well, we talked a lot about Netflix shows and animated movies already. Let's, let's find out, Brian, what is your favorite Dr. Seuss movie? My favorite Dr. Seuss movie is easy, easiest thing for me to answer. And that is the Jim Carrey, Ron Howard directed how the Grinch stole Christmas live action. Jim Carrey's character is that was the height of Jim Carrey. It came out in I think 2000, just a few years after just everything Jim Carrey was doing, the mask and Dumb and Dumber, all that kind of stuff. You even get the liar liar call out when he something crashes into him and he says, Owie. <laughs> I Jim Carrey just he is the Grinch to me. He will always be the Grinch to me. Um, he's the best Grinch. I love I that movie, it is weird. Uh there's a lot of odd stuff about it just the way things look but it looks like a dr seuss book and jim carrey as the grinch was just perfect i love that movie hate 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 double hate loathe entirely i i was actually going to talk about that movie as well as my favorite dr seuss how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey is easily my favorite I watch it every year. I'll even watch it sometimes randomly throughout the year. Christmas in July, I'll put that one on. I I don't understand. The film gets a lot of hate and a lot of pushback. I don't understand it. Now, if you want to talk about hate for the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie, I can talk about that all day. But for Jim Carrey's The Grinch, I love everything about the movie. Rick Baker, who did the makeup for that film, he also did the makeup for Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor, as well as An American Werewolf in London. He did the makeup for it and won an Oscar for it, rightfully so. I think his makeup is perfect. But, of course, without Jim Carrey as the Grinch, I don't think the movie would have been as great as it is. So shout out to Jim Carrey. Shout out to Ron Howard for his approach. I loved that they used so many practical sets, which... Sadly, up until recently, you could visit at Universal Hollywood. They took that down. I mean, it had been there since 2000. So understandably, they took it away. But you just saw how big the sets were. They took up 
multiple sound stages. And when you think about that, that's how big that set was. So I love so much. You have Sir Anthony Hopkins as the narrator. What a perfect choice. I would love to hear Sir Anthony read The Grinch to me. I think that's just amazing. Jeffrey Tamor as the mayor of Whoville. Loved that casting right there. So... Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, he he makes me laugh whenever he's whenever he's on the screen. I just always imagine it being George Bluth, uh, just as the mayor of <laughs> as the mayor of Whoville. But I I I think it's the hairstyles that is the only thing that really didn't land with me in that Aww. movie. I love the assault gun of Christmas lights uh, <laughs> when when she can hang the Christmas lights on her on her house and she just blows the smoke out of the end. That that always uh, cracked me up. But I. The like you said, the makeup, just the physical, everything within that movie, the sets, just all the costumes. I, I heard that, uh, or excuse me, I read that uh, the Grinch fur and all that was was individually sewed yak hair. Um, yep. and that's how they made him look so green. His eyes are are just very green and yellow and just evil looking. They they did something in this movie that not a lot of things do well. They give a backstory to something that's so beloved and so well known yes without messing it up too much little baby grinch was was funny Aww. enough uh but i i my favorite scene from that entire movie is is the mailroom scene when he's tossing letters pink slip <laughs> blackmail like all this kind of stuff he's tossing into everybody's. jury duty jury yeah duty. <laughs> jury duty blackmail jury duty yeah that's my favorite that's my favorite scene from that movie but it did it walked that fine line of of the reverential view of what we know and then introducing something new and I don't think anybody but Jim Carrey could have actually pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, shout out to them. I think this film shows is a great example of, uh, maybe I won't say great, is a really good example of expanding a smaller story. You know, The Grinch is a short story, and they expanded it. They gave Cindy Lou, played perfectly by Taylor Momsen, who, thank God, she wasn't just another annoying child actor she did a great job as cindy lou they gave her a backstory of why she wants to look into the meaning of christmas and i loved her song the faith hill song of where are you christmas that is on my spotify christmas playlist obviously you have the jim carrey you're a mean one mr grinch but i love the new song but yeah you they expanded the story and i think that's what the newest animated Grinch movie was lacking. I didn't like how they expanded it. I didn't like the direction they really took most of the things in. This one, like you said, great expansion on the story and everything. It wasn't just a shot-for-shot retelling of the book. You had to expand it, and I really do dig how they expanded it. Yeah, and like you said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, but but picking up Austin Powers and putting him in a cat costume and try and put him in a kid's movie, that cat in the hat movie with Mike Myers. I, I wanted to like it. I really did. And it just, that's the complete opposite of what we're talking about with the Grinch. It just did not, not work. I, for my WordPress site, I did a comparison article where I did a double feature. I watched the Grinch and then I watched cat in the hat and people, I, I remember hearing some of the complaints with the Grinch. And then I went back and watched Cat in the Hat, and I said, did you watch Cat in the Hat? Your complaints for the Grinch, I don't quite agree with, but if you wanted to apply them to 
cat in the hat with mike myers the adult humor in it you could just it, it just didn't work mike myers i think was a good casting for the cat but you know obviously i'm not an actor and mike myers if you're listening wanting once thank you for listening but if you are listening i appreciate you as an actor but i i just think his take on the cat wasn't maybe the best take on it and the film as a whole just missed a lot of what dr seuss is so austin powers if you are listening i'm ready for austin powers for or mike myers if you're listening i'm ready for austin powers for <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> i uh, gotta update it a little bit for for today's world but i am ready but we're not alone on this mark cat in the hat on rotten tomatoes got nine percent <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh grinch only got 50 percent. the audience scores even on grinch is still a really low 56 percent uh but with the cat in the hat it was still much lower but nine percent on rotten tomatoes so that makes us feel we're not yeah. alone i people go back watch the grinch maybe maybe not right now do it in like if you celebrate Christmas in July, do it then or wait till Christmas comes around. Give the Jim Carrey Grinch another try. And for all those who want to visit Islands of Adventure, check out the Grinchmas. Like I said, you can meet the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. It is a great, fun experience for all ages. And then they also do this the stage show, which has music from Mannheim Steamroller. The actors are always amazing. There's fun little holiday songs and dance numbers in it. It's great for all ages. Plus, Max the dog is in it. I forgot about Mannheim Steamroller. That is a that is yeah. a big draw for that. They are they did they do the soundtrack for that Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, you you may not know who they are, but if you hear their stuff, you'll know who they are. Yeah, I Universal put a lot of thought and care into that show. They didn't just roll out something. And then they even have the Who's walking around Whoville, so you can get into the holiday spirit with them. Speaking of which, with the Grinch, it didn't only win Best Makeup. It was also nominated for Best Art Direction and Costume Design. And when you go back and watch it, I think you'll see why. They, they didn't mess around with that production. And like I said, I'm glad they went for more practical effects and sets as opposed to the computer animated that we see nowadays or CGI. Yeah. 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 No, not a lot of blue screen or green skin in that movie. No. And Jim Carrey definitely committed to that role role. So bravo, Jim Carrey. And we haven't seen that level of Jim Carrey for a long time. We saw it in the most recent Sonic movie. Uh, <laughs> but there were some years in there where he wasn't as committed to those goofy roles, like quite, a, quite the Jim Carrey we fell in love with. So it's, it's nice to see him back. Definitely. You you for sure, if you are a fan of Jim Carrey from The Mask, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, The Grinch needs to be something you watch to get that vintage. I'm going to put my whole body out there for humor, Jim Carrey. Well, that concludes our Seuss episode of United We Fan, the podcast. Thank you all for uniting with us. We hope you enjoyed our thoughts on Dr. Seuss as much as we enjoyed discussing it. In our next episode, we'll discuss a topic that comes from a galaxy far, far away. That's right, Star Wars. Brian, I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk about some Star Wars. I cannot wait to talk about Star Wars. There's a plenty of different ways we can go when talking about Star Wars, but we're going to start chronologically from the storyline. We're going to start talking about the 
the original prequels, young Anakin Skywalker and his turn into spoiler alert, Darth Vader. <gasps> That's right. Episodes one, two, and three. We'll be discussing them next week's episode, including Jar Jar Binks. <gasps> I said it. Uh-oh. Anyway, Uh-oh. I know. I know. My bad. You so crazy. <laughs> you can expect that episode next. And this is the way. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know with a rate or review. If you have any comments or questions we can answer, drop us a line. Brian, tell our listeners how they can message the show and stay up to date on everything UWF. Yeah, you can find our Instagram page at United We Fan Podcast. Uh, and then you can also send us an email. Um, anything you liked that we talked about, anything you didn't like that we talked about, or something you want us to talk about in the future, you can send us an email, uh, United We Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, CKCC Radio. Check us out and the many other podcasts of CKCC Radio on Apple, Spotify, Podbeam, and most podcast locations. Till we unite again, fans, here are some parting words from Dr. Seuss. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. Take care and thank you all. Six thirty. Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs>